0: What's going on, everyone? It's your boy at Big Game James underscore 36 and impromptu show. We were supposed to be doing Mark Rogers. Don't know what happened, but we'll give you some college football updates since we're all here. Um, when you're done with this, if you don't get exactly what you need, make sure you hit up Twitter Spaces. We'll all be on there. Um, I guess give it more Orange Bowl breakdown preview type things. Um, I forgot. What's you know dude's name? Jeremy. I don't know his last name. Yeah. It does a pretty good job of spaces. I think last time I was on. Um, no, that's not the guy who me and the um the LSU guy got in the yelling
1: match with. That yeah, was LSU. your that was your spaces. It was my space, but Jeremy started it. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Cool. 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 Um, but yes. Yeah, so for those who are joining in, this is not for the four hundred dollars. Um, you got to watch tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be giving away. I'm happy. I- I- I'm happy to be giving away 400 bucks. So if you want to make sure you want an opportunity to win money, do that. Um, we'll also, so that's tomorrow on big games BS. I know it's normally Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but we're doing it on um, Tuesday, Thursday this week because um, of bowl game obligations um, that I have the Gator Bowl here in um in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, in the comments, one of the, the chat of the, of the day, um, if you want to go into this while we're doing this quick short preview, are you watching the bowl game? I'm curious to know what people's thoughts are. Just put in there. Yes. Yes. I'm watching the game or no. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing a live, uh, you know, while the game is going. We'll watch it live um, in our stream yard um, group chat, but um, we're getting on here. Orange bowls coming up. Um, hope your holidays was great. Um, we are noticing now that everybody is both teams are having opt-outs. So believe it or not, it's not just Florida state. That's, um, where the world is going crazy and um, you know, what are your thoughts right now on the team going into this game, Chris? And um, yeah, I got to find a better way to lay this out. All right, there we go. Um, As far as the team is going into this, uh, this week in Miami.
1: Well, after having a couple of conversations with a couple of them, I think they're actually really excited about it, especially like I know everybody got to see Brock Glenn's interview and how he was talking. And um, I was really impressed with, A lot of the young guys, to be honest, I don't think they're going into this just like, oh, you know, we're probably not going to win this or we don't have an opportunity, you know, to do something special here. I think actually that's the opposite. Uh, The ones that are going to play in it are extremely excited to play in uh, the Orange Bowl against Georgia. It's an opportunity to beat another SEC team, uh, which Brock had put that out there. Uh, But so did Pat Payton and a couple other uh, guys that you would look at as veterans. Uh, I think Fisk is excited to play in the game. Um, Conrad Hussey seems to be the most amped up in my eyes um, from the way that he was acting. He was like, maybe they'll feel feel how real it is once I put a hit on somebody. Maybe they'll realize that we're here for real. So I I like the way he responds to all the noise from the outside. Uh, And then I asked a couple of them that I got to speak to have they been paying attention to the outside noise? Have they looked at Twitter? Did they get upset with any of the guys that opted out? And They said that they weren't, you know, upset with anyone. Uh, Tate Rogermaker they hope that he gets uh, to ball out wherever he gets to go. Uh, they didn't anticipate that he would not be here um, until he wasn't. Uh, but they're not holding anything against anybody that's not playing in the game. It's understandable, uh, but it's also understandable uh, for the ones that want to compete and the ones that want to play their asses off in this game. That was that was the attitude. Tatum Mathune's got a really good attitude going into the game as well. A lot of these guys are looking at this as an opportunity to show not only – like Tatum has opportunity to up his draft stock, and that's what he's looking at it as, but you've got guys like Conrad Hussey and other young guys are like, this is our opportunity to show people what's to come next year. So – I'm really excited, to be honest. I think the team's more amped up, the coaching staff's more amped up than people are giving their credit for. They're taking the game serious. It's not a joke. Yeah.
0: Before we get into um, George's thoughts on um, the ball game and team mindset, Shai Gibson put up, what up, gentlemen? Y'all not rolling with Mark Rogers tonight. Got nothing to do with it. It's just some um, back office things we don't know how to get into. So we knew people going to want to have it, so we figured we'd go ahead and have it. Figure I'll we'll go ahead and have a show, throw it on real quick. So um hopefully we'll be back on Mark's channel tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow. Next week. Um George, what are your thoughts on the um on the team right now?
2: Man, Chris talked about it. I'm excited to see. I know Kevin Knowles was listed as the starter on the depth chart, but to see a guy like Conrad Hussey who is just you know, grown throughout the year to get in, to see him out there knocking heads. I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be a defensive effort is going to be what, what it all comes down to. Can we hold this Georgia offense to a respectable number, hold them around 20 points and see what we can scheme up on the offense? Brock Glenn, uh, people don't realize even, you know, that Louisville game that wasn't like Rodemaker was up to the minute, possibly going to start that Louisville game throughout the concussion protocol and all that and was like practicing right afterwards. So this is going to be the first time that it's been a legitimate game plan for Brock Glenn um, to be the starter for the full week, at least. Uh, so just, just rally behind him and go out there and, and put your best foot forward. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to be there, but there are going to be a lot of people there. A lot of young guys, and it's just a just an opportunity for them to ball out. I listened to Coach Atkins talk, and look, there's a lot of people that have you know went all the way through tour duty, went through the entire year, and just not got much of an opportunity. And here they are going to get their opportunity on an amazing stage like this on the at the Orange Bowl. Um, so you know, crazier things have happened than to see a FSU team go out here and ball out and take down a Georgia team that's ranked um, a couple spots below it. Uh, in the AP poll?
0: Um, Fifteen practices. That's the same amount of practices that you get in the spring ball, um, except for you're playing against a live um, opponent, um, possibly a brand that is synonymous with the NFL, um, one that's only lost one game in the last two seasons. So um, I can't even tell you how many they've lost in the last three if I really go back and and look at it. Um, The Georgia Bulldogs have um, and Kirby Smart, are gonna come um, gonna be very, very well prepared and they're gonna take it um seriously. One of the things um that I've noticed our fan base is right now kind of starting to calm down a little bit and just the Tate Roadmaker thing was kind of a shot on Christmas Day, but uh, for the most part in the game, it kind of just taking an is what it is approach. But probably one of the first times we haven't really had any back and forth. I haven't had any back and forth with um with Georgia Bulldog fans. Um, In fact, one of my business partners is a Georgia Bulldog booster. And even he's just like, this is effed up. Constellation Bowl should have been this. What is it? Have you guys had any encounters with, Um, I guess, our our rival for this bowl games fan?
1: The only, I mean, I've had a couple people on Spaces, um, but the majority of them, it's almost like they mimicked what Kirby Smart said in the first interview for the Orange Bowl was, Mike Norville, is that they couldn't imagine being an undefeated team and not getting into the playoffs. They felt that, you know, them being 12-1, and they should still have the opportunity to be in the playoffs. But they felt even more so worse for us because we were completely undefeated. The Georgia fans have been extremely respectful to the Florida State fans that I've spoke to, um, and they are pretty much just calling it BS that we're not in. Um, I I asked the question, I was like, what – would you be okay if we were in and you weren't in? And they was like, well, we would have to be. There would be three undefeated Power Five teams in there. As of now, we we're looking at two 12 and one teams, and we're twelve and one. So our issue is we do realize that one twelve and one team beat us, but that just even the record out. So why are we not still considered, you know, one of the top four teams in the country when we were number one pretty much all year long? Uh, But if I would, they they kept going back to Florida State was completely uh, disrespected and more so than anyone else. Uh, So I I really haven't had any issues with the Georgia fans. They've actually been very respectful. Uh, And they, you know, they'll make statements like, well, we've got, you know, one thing in common for sure. Uh, We both think we should be in the playoffs. And the second one that we know is for a fact is we both hate Florida. Uh, So that's how they've been.
2: Yeah, I concur, man. I've had the same experience. I think with Georgia people, kind of been there, done that, won it the past two previous years. They, You don't have that same thing you have with these other SEC schools like Florida that want to hang on the coattails of a Georgia or, or a Bama. <laughs> You know, they're just kind of about, you know, what the standard is when it's on the field. And Kirby Smart's always going to have that respect. Um, for, you know, the Bowden dynasty and what the seminal Unconquered Spirit is about and all that stuff. And I'm sure he has a lot of respect um, for Mike Norvell. And, and like Chris said, that fan base kind of echoes him. You know, I've never been there on a game day. I've heard they can get pretty wild when it comes to, like, those frat guys and stuff. But, yeah, as far as on Twitter compared to what we're used to with most of our rivals and the different people we deal with from time to time, the Georgia people have been, um, you know, Kind of supporters of us, like Chris said, it's almost like a friendly fight we're running into here, which makes it even that much harder to kind of get mad. <laughs> like these guys aren't going to want to go kill them, but um, like I hear you talking about James all the time. Like, you know, you're out there to prove yourself. This is your opportunity, so you better act like they're taking a paycheck from you or something. So hopefully, our guys are out there and ready to go to battle.
0: To quote um, Tupac Shakur in this great song that I used to listen to every before every, every game, "Troublesome '96." He said like my brother Napoleon said, somebody got to explain why I ain't got shit, and that's basically the mindset that you got to take on in, um, in this situation the um the the people what I'm really seeing the most trolls from are people who are playing in the bodega Bros Bowl or guys who are playing in um, taking the Browns to the Super Bowl during commercial breaks um uh bowl or you know people who could only wish to be in these type of things um and What's disturbing is our fan base is going back and forth with them. Um, Like we got to chill out with um, arguing with people who um, could never be in. They they wouldn't know what to do is because they could never be in this situation. Um, As I asked one person, I said, I have absolutely no. no, I don't know anything about Rutgers um, because I haven't seen anything about Rutgers Miami game on the timeline. I actually had to look it up and I find out that it was played. Um, during the same times as women watched, as women's stories are um, young and the restless general hospital and all those different things. So um, let's try to steer clear with that um, right now. We are, we'll go to the offense here later because the offense really hasn't been our shining point. Anyway, the last few games ever since Jordan Travis um, went down, hopefully it looks a little bit better with some more reps that um, that Brock has been able to take. But, what is it, who who are we missing of note on defense, Chris, and, and do we, it, it, it doesn't really have as much of an impact on us
1: as we think? Well, the one that most people are, I think, would point at is going to be Jared Verse, uh, but I actually don't believe uh, that with who's coming in behind that situation when you've got Pat Payton, and a lot of people aren't big fans of Edmund, uh that we got from South Carolina, but he actually sets the edge better than any defensive end that we've got. Uh, is he going to get the sacks that Jared Verse could get? But people complain about Jared Verse not having big sack numbers. So I think the most underrated guy going into this is going to be Edmund uh, at the defensive end position. The impact player that I think that I, I'm worried the most about um, is the safety position and Akeem Dent not being there. Um, I'm hoping that Conrad gets to play the majority of the snaps, even though they've got – Knowles starting but I'm a I'm a Kevin Knowles fan I like the kid I don't feel like he's in the right position uh, but I do think he's a good football player but the safety position is something I'm really going to look for because I feel like Beck and uh, the wide receivers that they do have if McConkey does play that could be an issue for Florida State uh, but I think Mike knows what he's doing and I think that uh even more so uh, our defensive coordinator has got a plan and I think we should just chill out maybe i think he's got an idea of who's going to be what and a lot of people for the longest have been saying that florida state's got 20 something opt-outs basically because of nfl and transfers but georgia's right there with us at 19 so it eight of them are starters um one of one of their rotational pieces and in and marvin jones jr is at florida state now so it is what it is. I think this is going to be a much better game than people are anticipating. I think they've just listened to the the big heads talk about Florida State's got this guy out, Florida State's got that guy out. And a lot of people aren't talking about Georgia because they are Georgia. Like, I don't want it to be misconstrued. I don't think that we have the depth that Georgia has. But I will promise you this. Georgia's going to have a lot of new faces on the field that have not played this year yet. I didn't realize that that we said you said eight
0: starters are going to be out. Correct. Hmm. Did not realize that there were going to be eight starters um, out for Mims Jordan. Out.
1: Yeah, Mims is out. Um, Bowers is out. McConkey's questionable. Uh, they got two defensive players, uh, defensive in one defensive end, one defensive tackle that's out that are starters. They've got two linebackers that were. Technically, stars are rotational pieces, but they played a lot of snaps this year. They're both already transferred to other programs. And then you've got three DBs that have left. So, yeah, they've got eight starters um, that are out of this game.
0: Yeah, I think it's just the nature of how our fans react to media and how um, our media um, does a good job of making sure that they they get the impressions and, um, and the – and the stuff that they get um you know it did seem like you know only our side was losing people when at the end of the day you know we just hadn't heard anything Georgia dogs two four seven doesn't find the need doesn't find the need to be able to say hey the sky is falling for some reason but then again they're not really competing for in-state clicks with with um with, I don't even know what yellow jackets two four seven I don't know what Georgia Tech. So 247 is uh, the Bulldogs are the big dogs in that state, but you know, because again, we do. As somebody was bringing up, told me, we, I was like, Oh my god, we're not having our two starters and Jerry and Jones and um, and, and Renardo Green play. And I'm like, Well, Fentrell Cypress is like, if you've watched our guys, our defense, we've had a ton of rotations, and actually, one of the annoying things about our defense, um, this season from fans, which ironically, um. What our fan base bitched about might be the one thing that's actually saving us and it's giving me hope for next year, regardless of who the quarterback is in the situation, is the heavy rotation of playing people, um, seeing a lot of different faces because you get to know who's going in there. You talked about Kevin Knowles, everybody has good, right, wrong, and different, but that's how we know who Conrad Hussey is. Uh, we 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 know Shaheen Brown is um is Shaheen Brown had a really good year this year. Um obviously, like you know, definitely once he was able to play the one safety position, um we were we were really good with that. But again, we know AZ, we know Fitz. Um, we not Fitz, excuse me. Uh, Fitzgerald Cypress, uh Farmer. We lose Fable, but we get Daryl Jackson in, who's a much bigger body. Um, and, and everybody in their mom told, I think it was a lot of assumption. Of guys leaving because we knew they were going to the NFL. Um, people assume Kalen DeLoach was leaving. People assume Tatum Bethune was leaving. People assume Brandon Fisk were not leaving. But when you think about who's playing and the rotational guys who are here and how well this defense has played over the course, one should be excited about that and up to the challenge. We'll finally see. Now, LSU's offensive line was great, Florida's mm, depleted. We'll see what our offense, what our D line can do against a a top SEC offensive line. That should be good. Um, you got any, anything with that, George?
2: Yeah, no, man. I I agree with exactly what you're saying. And I thought you made a key point earlier when you talked about Georgia doesn't have to recruit. They don't have to. They don't have those competing voices like Georgia Tech's doing their other thing. Like that's such a ability for Kirby Smart to be able to control the narrative. Of the whole state, and it's such a giant difference. And like you said, you, you look at Twitter of, on Florida State side, and it's like they're where everything's just falling, the whole world's falling because they've made up in their mind we're gonna get this flip and that flip and this flip over here and all these other flips. Okay, so all the flips didn't happen, but in reality, everybody knew Blunt was going and we lost one guy. We lost KJ. It's like, did Georgia lose a guy or two and get a guy or two? Yeah, so yeah, that's just fans going to be fans and as far as like missing guys and people the rotation I hate the fact that you know the people that bitched all year about the rotation were kind of proven right almost that's the the worst part about this damn playoff snub is that Norvell was saving these cats that defensive line was fresh the last game of the year that defensive line was like ready to eat but should we have played them all fourth quarter and Try to score a couple couple much more touchdowns against Florida for the playoff committee. Should we to burn them up earlier? No, hell no. That's why we got to get the hell out of this conference and get everything fixed. But yeah, I think the rotation throughout the year has made it to where we definitely have a ton of guys. I'd like to see Edwin Joseph maybe get a little burn out there in the slot if he can get some playing time. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see Kevin Knowles eventually maybe get home to that slot, but. Um, he's done well enough at the safety. He's got a lot of flack, but to change positions like that and be part of an elite defense like this, it's not like he's just packed there part of some average defense trying to play safety. Like when everybody around you is there doing their job at like a top five, top ten level in the nation, like, yeah, you may, you know, it's pretty tough. Um, but I, I'm happy with everybody we got. I'm excited to see what Blake Nicholson does back there at linebacker. He flashed in that USA USM game. I'm really excited to see him.
0: Offensively is where the cuts happen, but um, as I was sharing with one of my teammates on Facebook, Patrick Hughes, former tight end, high school All American from out of Nacogdoches, Texas, I was like, Our last three weeks offensively haven't been the greatest. Um, North Alabama, the, the you know, we we put up points, but it was just pure, purely being better than them. Florida, our offense was anemic. Um, our running game saved us there, as well as Louisville. Um running our running game saved us there. But um when you look at you look, you lost 14 Johnny Wilson, You lost Keon Coleman, Bless Harris, who, you know, bless him, he's gone. He's he had the transfer portal, Jaheen Bell. So you lose three of your top targets um at wide receiver. Um you lose Trey Benson. Um you're you're obviously your leading rusher. Um and now we have Toa Feely out, not opting out, but just not playing in this game, if I'm correct on that, correct?
2: Yeah, from what I heard, he was had a had a little nicked up little injury.
0: Yeah. And so Kaziah Holmes, who's played, um, will be the the main guy coming in, um, getting the majority of the reps um this game, and probably our wildcat is out the window right here. Offensively, it leaves a little bit to be desired, but here's the crazy part um we have Keem. Akeem Williams, five-star wide receiver. You've got, um, you got Jacobs, four-star receiver. You've got um, Portier. You've got uh, Williamson. You've got Deuce. You've got a lot of different guys that are there that we want to be able to kind of see. And what better way to see them in real-time action as well as getting um, Brock Purdy about his much of a baptism by fire as you can get. How do you think this offense will hold up um, based upon with this opportunity?
1: I, I actually think Brock is really feeling it right now, to be honest. I'm not going to say he's going to come out third for 300 yards, but I don't think we see what we saw against Louisville. Uh, George had, you know, alluded to it earlier a little bit about you know this being a, a full week span of, all right, Brock, this is our game plan. This is what you're doing. This is what we expect. These are the expectations behind it. So I personally think that Brock has a much better performance in this game, even though the defense is. I think everybody doesn't realize that Louisville's defense wasn't bad. It's not a. It's not. It's not a bad defense. It's not. I won't say it's as good as Georgia's, but Georgia has been proven that you can run on them this year. It's also been proven you can score on them. Um, they didn't play their greatest schedule, so. Where that's with their starters, and they're losing some. They've lost some guys as far as the portal and stuff goes, and opt out. So, I I think that everybody's just seeing the doom and gloom um, from Florida State side. And I don't I don't see it because, you know, in the Southern Miss game we played over a hundred and six guys, and at the time we thought, man, that might be too many. Why are we playing so many guys? Now we're in this bowl game. Is it really that bad now? Like, these guys have had game experience. They've played. They might not be, you know, up to par with some of the veterans, but it's better than no experience. And I think that we're going to have a team that's actually hungry. It's like we're giving them more fuel to their fire, to me, because everybody's anticipating that we're not going to compete in this game, that Georgia's just going to blow us out. And that's going to really fuel the fire that's already underneath these kids. So – my expectations is that Florida State comes out. Uh, Mike Norvell and Adam Fuller have things schemed the way that it's supposed to be, and they make a game out of it. I really believe that. I know a lot of people don't, but I do.
0: Yeah, Jeff do. Hill has some great advice for all of us. I'm going to root really hard for the Seminoles that are playing and hope for the best because of. The, at the end of the day, I'm a fan, and I will always be there to support the team. That's probably the best mindset that you can have. Um, again, I have no idea – how everybody lives their everyday lives right but well, holy shit I cannot like I, I've never left I've never been in a fight where I didn't think I didn't go in thinking I had a chance to win I'm not gonna tell you I won everyone I've ever been in, but like to think that you should just go in and lay down in the woe was me attitude it is very um it's a fear of success and we as a fan base we got to understand might cause it a decline. And and climbing is something that you don't just do. It's not just one movement and you're there. It's a continuous progress and steady uh, going forward or going up or ascending upwards. And Florida State has ascended upwards. You got to hope for this. And what better opportunity? Again, yeah, it's the opportunity is all you can ask for. Um, I like I like the I like movies. I like history movies. Uh, in 300, even though it was very uh, much so, more so based on the um, the cartoon the the, the cartoon. But it has the, you know, weaves in the things. But the Spartans at Thermopylae, and they talked about, they wanted to go in. And one of the the other people, they weren't soldiers. They were painters. They were other things that were given swords. And the guy was like, well, what if, you know, we're going to lose. Are you a madman? He said, that's all I've waited for my entire life, to find somebody who could give me a magnificent death. Like, when you are a true warrior, the only thing, the one thing you don't want to do is get knocked out by somebody. Like, you don't want to be Achilles. You don't want to get killed by the coward in the angle. You want to you want the hope that you're going to face somebody that's going to give you a good like that's going to give you a good challenge. What better way to compete? Imagine the possibilities. Don't imagine the, the, the negative shit. Imagine what happens if Florida State goes out there and goes 14. The wildest thing would be this: to go 14-0 and, and to be ranked, let's say number two in the nation. Let's say somebody puts you at number one in the nation. Imagine being the guy to opt out of that shit. Like, risking injury, this is not the the, the football. Let me tell people this. And I'm not knocking anybody for doing it. Get something like, to me, Johnny doesn't need to be playing. Some guys probably don't need to be playing. Focus on your next level. But imagine being a guy who hit the portal. When you get five days after the game to still hit the portal, you can still do everything that you want to do. But imagine being a guy that went out there and balled out. Like, what could it, and you, it, it? What could it hurt? What could it hurt to play in the game? All it would do is increase your stock. Not the NFL guys. Fuck the NFL guys for a second. But the guys who decided that it was time to leave. Imagine playing this game, and imagine how much more coveted you would be because you played in this game. But um, you know that's one of the things that I don't think a lot of us have been, at least in this space, have been able to talk about. Um, What are your thoughts on some of the guys hitting the portal and what are your thoughts on this Florida State team after the bowl game and what it should kind of – what it will look like coming into spring ball?
2: Yeah, I think you touched on something very important there, talking about the fact that, yeah, these kids could have played in the bowl game and still had plenty of time to transfer a certain linebacker could have maybe had the game of his life and got all kinds of offers, maybe some sec offers out there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But nonetheless, they're gone. It is what it is. They decided not to play, but in a world that Mike Norvell lives in and the guys he looks for, it would not doubt me that the the majority of the guys that Mike Norvell wanted his team, maybe they want to stick around and play their bowl game. And that's what I've been telling people. A lot of people are freaking out. We haven't, got the portal guy in there yet we'll let these bowl games play out let's get through playing georgia let some of these other games play out and i think that's where you're going to find uh, the people that are going to end up filling this transfer class are currently on bowl teams and with games to play that they're going to honor and go on and finish out with their brothers um, and as far as the team man you want to talk about looking forward did y'all see that film of luke croman over there in practice man he just looks right <laughs> He just looks like that dude. It's really awesome to have him already in there and able to start, you know, picking up them leadership points, um, you know, straight after the season. what They go right into tour duty duty um, and starting to get ready for school. I'm excited. I can't wait um, to see where this thing goes. I know there's been a lot of poo-pooing done on kind of how this thing finished up on signing day, but this is far and away the best class Norvell's brought in here, and to see all these stud, you know, DBs get in there and get to working with Patrick Sertain, um, for Josh Storms to get his hands on these kids, I uh, just can't be more excited the trajectory of the program and where it's going. Uh, but, yeah, as these bowl games play out, see who else they can get who comes on the market.
1: I think the most important thing that I got out of Luke Hawk showing up was the way that he acted on the yacht.
2: Dude, he's with, he's with the invited to the cookout. He's one of the boys, all those he things. Took, like,
1: what he, what he did was, is took ownership of who he is and what he's going to be in the future. And the coolest part was of seeing people like Tatum Bethune and Daryl Jackson, and I know they're on the defense, but they ate up what he was doing. They said that this kid's going to go places, and you can tell just by his characteristic uh, and, and how he acted and everything that he's just that guy. He's the, the leader type. And he's going to have a shit ton of fun with it. That's just who he is. Uh, but as far as the team, during the bowl, what the team looks like after the bowl, and I got nothing. I'm not going to knock any guys for often out. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I will say the quote from the movie that I watch a lot um, in Lawless um, and my guy Tom Hardy who also played Bane, it's, it's not violence that sets men apart. It's the distance they're willing to go, and that's as far as I will take it. Like, I'm not knocking no guys for opting out, but the ones that decided, like Fisk, like Tatum, uh, and others uh, that that have the full opportunity of going to the NFL because they do, um, the distance that they're willing to go is just different than someone else, so I really respect those that do play, but I don't have any, like, animosity against the ones that didn't because... They're in a different position. I mean, anybody can get hurt on the football field. Don't get me wrong. But wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, that's usually the guys that end up getting a broke leg or torn ACL or something to that nature. So I don't knock them. Man, I mean, I get it. If I'm if I'm willing you know, to – if I'm possibly going to be a second, third-round pick or, hell, even in the draft period, um, I'm probably going to do exactly what they did. Uh, it's based off of what's best for your family and – what's best for your future of not potentially getting hurt for not no reason, but is it worth it? You know what I mean? When you, when you measure the reward versus the, the downfall, which one's more substantial to you and which one is more substantial to your life. So I think the possibility of getting injured might just outweigh being an orange bowl champion. It's unfortunate that it's that way, but it, it is what it is, but I'm really proud of the guys that are willing to go the distance.
0: Um, one of the cool things today, as I was doing my Gator Bowl obligations, um, tomorrow also. Well, I'll be announcing the winner for um, the Gator Bowl tickets uh, tomorrow. If you're a member and you want to go to it, there's a for in the member section. There's a post. Go put your name and your social media. How we can get in contact with you if you win. But we'll announce that winner on Big Games BS tomorrow. Um, I was talking with, uh, make sure I said, Zane Harings. I saw his dad. His dad was right was driving the bus for um, Kentucky at their practice. Man, we talked for about an hour. I was literally leaving, and he... But we just talked about so many different things. He's doing well in South Florida. He was a starter. Uh, got a little bit of NIL money. Uh, you know, doing very, very well. Um, looking forward to coming back. Was healthy for one of the first times. Um, I mean, he talked about how he misses the situation and how he goes in and how he couldn't even fathom opting out because this is what you built for. And one of the conversations we had, and it became one of my con- it became a talking point of mine from Robert DeLoach. And if you don't know who I got to enter, I'm going to interview Rob this week. I'm going to find time. he's going to be on the channel. Um, because I think Rob DeLoach is a is a father of anybody who has an athlete. You need to talk to him, and and um and Mama DeLoach is just they raised three Division One athletes. Um, one is about to go pro. I mean, um and Jalen um, will probably go pro in basketball. He's at Georgia, but Rob said the reason why they stuck it out is because it wasn't about the four years. It was about the impact that he was going to la- have that's going to enhance your forty years. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is, the NFL is, is is heartless. It's a it's a it's a blip. Average career is three years, and then they're bringing somebody else in, brand new. Very few people have ever got an opportunity to play in the NFL. So your opportunity to be even known in the NFL is little and none. Not telling you to not go get it, but the thing is, a lot of people will always be known for what they did on the college football. And one of the benefits of this group of guys is, is that it got bad. It was really bad. It was worse than the – the what do they call it? The um well, the, the lost decade. Yep. But the reason why the 12, 13, and 14, and 15 teams will be remembered is for the championship. The reason why I think the um, 2022, 23, and hopefully the 2014s will be remembered is because of them bringing Florida State – Back to a situation, or to climb back out. You go out here, and you 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 do what people are, even your own fan base thinks is impossible. You might fuck around and um and have something um have, be able to come back forever. Because remember, I I tell people all the time, there's no reason people should remember what I did 20 years ago. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, um, and a guy by the name of Peter Ward, who very few people even remember what he did, even though he actually had a pretty a pretty decent NFL career just nobody they call him a bust because of how high he was picked. but Peter Warwick walks anywhere on Florida State's campus to this day and you remember who he is and um it's just it, it's a respect that was earned because college college sports in the south will always be loved more than the NFL um oh. but and as it turns into a something else with name image likeness transfer portal becoming more like free agency, it will never be the same. So secure the bag, secure your future by making sure you take care of the present, and then go get the um, go get the rest of that money. But um, you know I know we got to hop on to another thing. We just wanted to do a. Everybody was used to our um our Mark Rogers spaces, so I wanted to hop on. I didn't do I didn't get three days of content, so this helps me get another day of content. Appreciate you, Chris. Appreciate you, George. Any um parting words we want to um want to say before we go on to this other thing
1: yeah be on the lookout january 3rd uh we do have one of the top safeties in the portal coming to visit at florida state well guys nice.
0: heard
2: it here first
0: got anything george
2: no man just uh everybody go over there and subscribe at the renegade report we appreciate you yeah thanks man. for having us on
0: and now that we got the four hundred dollar giveaway, I'm focused on the five hundred dollar giveaway so for nine hundred and eighty eight subs away from five thousand, I can't say it feels like far, it feels like far away, but it felt like far away when I gave away the three hundred dollars it was getting to four thousand um this offseason is going to be exciting here's what I can promise everybody there'll be a game played on December thirtieth. we'll have a spring game somewhere sometime um around the second and third week of april um there'll be There'll be 85 scholarship players on the roster come August, come fall camp in August, and we will play. We will probably have the opportunity to play a minimum of 13 games next year. Um, so, just just always remember that no matter what happens, no matter how bad it is, uh, we're on the climb. Appreciate you guys for chopping it up with me. See you guys in the morning around 9:30 for Big Games BS. Don't know.